You know what you're listening to, right? Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Lex and Nay, Dating in the Bay. What is it, though? The podcast where Lex and Nay share their dating experiences, bring you advice from dating experts, and get fresh perspectives from both native and novel Baydestrians. Sprinkle me, man. We're going to sprinkle you with some gems to help you along your dating journey. So whether you're in a situationship, a serial dater, or just jumping back into dating game, you're in the right place. Hello! And now, Lex and Nay. Hey guys. What's up, Nay? So I am Alexis's cousin. I'm from San Jose, but I live in Hayward. So I've been living in there for five years. And yeah. Yes. So this podcast is all about us just letting it all out on the mic about how we're dating in the Bay Area. What's dating like? What's the scene like? And what does the Bay Area consist of really, though? You mean like in terms of like, I just think it's a melting pot of all races. Yes. Right. But that considers like what Hayward, uh, San Francisco, Oakland. Like what? Even Antioch, Wanna Creek. Are we really claiming Antioch, though? Is it, I thought Antioch was still in the Bay. <laughs> Well, technically, is it really in the Bay, though? Yeah. Okay, okay. Conquer. Yeah, Conquer. Okay, okay. Pleasanton, Dublin, San Ramon, Livermore. Yes, everything in the Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Middle Park. Yes, San Mateo. Shit, Morgan Hill. Right? We adopted they asked to, right? <laughs> <laughs> we adopted Morgan Hill, too. We're no experts in the dating scene. We are just trying to navigate and learn along the way. So over this course, we're going to have guest speakers on the show that will give some value and teach us a, a thing or two. I'm still trying to figure this out. I, I feel like you're still trying to figure out this dating scene in the Bay Area. So this is just we're going to cover so many topics along this podcast and we want you to be along this journey. But let's just start off. So I'm I'm 31. Um, I'm from Hayward, California. I live in San Jose, so we're like the complete opposite, oh, yeah. right? Switch, huh? Yes. <laughs> so what do you do though? Like, what to tell our viewers? Like, what do you do for a living? Like, what's your background? Like, as far as work? So I'm in marketing, and now I'm focused more so on inclusion and diversity, but from a marketing perspective. So you know, since Black Lives Matter now, yes, BLM. <laughs> So like a lot of like our marketing initiatives, we just want to ensure that, you know, we have include rep- underrepresented, you know, target audiences on our campaigns. And we also have a lot of initiatives where we're supporting like small black owned businesses um, and even like women entrepreneurs um, because, you know, they struggle a lot in terms of like men, you know, so just like doing a lot of those type of initiatives. So I'm actually enjoying the work. But yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And I love working out like. I'm a gym rat, so are you? Get it, honey. <laughs> and I work for a huge, very, very well-known tech company in the Silicon Valley. I, I like it too. So I'm in like a learning and development for IT folks um, within my company, and I love it. I like actually connecting with people. That's just something that I think that's just a, a gift that I love. So with marketing, though, I'm sure you meet tons of people in marketing. Have you ever like kind of fell for somebody at work though? Who was like, no, oh, never. Because yeah. I mean. Okay, so I am only really attracted to black guys. So, you know, especially being in <laughs> Silicon Valley, the Bay Area, there's not a lot of us <laughs> true in corporations. So, no, I've never, ever fell for anyone at work. Have you? Yes, I have in my past. But now I kind of realize, like, don't let's take that offline. It's not really the best thing to do. It depends also to what department you work in, like yeah. how much I see you. You know what I mean? Like. 
You know, it's weird. Like even when I see dudes like on Bumble and they work for the same company I work for, I kind of feel like, oh, we have something in common. And it's funny because it ends up never like going past that situation, you know, either. But it's just more like, oh, we have something in common. Um, But you're right, though. I mean, the the Bay Area is super diverse, but specifically in the Silicon Valley, there really isn't a lot of black folks. Mm -hmm. How is dating in the Bay Area? Like, let's be real, though. Dating in the Bay is absolutely terrible. (laughs) Terrible. That's the only way I can describe it. That's it? Yeah. Why? Like, dating in the Bay has been challenging. I feel like we got a lot of smart people in the Bay, but... As far as quality, I'm not sure it's there. Maybe or, or maybe we're not looking in the right places. I mean, I'm trying to think the last time I even went on a date. I remember I did because this guy kept asking, like, hang out. And I wasn't interested, but I was like, OK, let me try to be open, you know. So we go to Horatio's and it's happy hour because they have happy hour, like late night happy hour. So like, I'm at the bar, order my wine. And so he comes like 30 minutes late. Negative. Captain. Yeah. And then, so we go sit down, you know, he orders some Hennessy, some wings, you know? So I'm like, okay, so I just order some fish and chips. Mind you, it's happy hour, okay? So two glasses of wine, they're probably like six, $7 each. And then I have my fish and chips. So the bill comes, right? He's like, oh, can you cover the tip? So I was like, okay, like whatever. So he puts down like $38 and the bill was like 50. So I was like, so you need me to cover the balance of the bill and leave the tip. So he goes, well, you ordered two glasses of wine and stuff. And I'm like, yo ass orders Hennessy. That ain't on happy hour. <laughs> they no well drink. They no well drink. <laughs> so I was just confused because I'm like, you asked me out, you know, and you could even cover like a $50 tab. You know, and then he kept like calling me after that. And I just I did ghost him because I was just like I had nothing else. I was just disgusted, you know. So, yeah, it's just I think that was like the last time. And I wouldn't even call that a date. Like that was a kick. It That was that, a meetup. That was just it was terrible. That's what I'm saying. It was just terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, that is a terrible experience when you show up. First of all, you're late. Let's be on time. And he was hella sweating. And he asked me if I had a phone charger. What? Yeah. Tell me his phone's about to die. He's going to put his phone in the car and charge his phone. And I'm like, why would I have a phone charger on me? Like, what? <laughs> it was just so many negatives. And he's like, oh, so you seem real standoffish. And I'm like, first of all, you're late. You come in here sweating. Then you ask me for a phone charger. Okay. How'd you meet this dude? Like, how'd y'all even, how'd this even start? So I seen him out a couple times, like in Oakland, you know? And he would always look at me and stuff. So I finally gave him my number. Um... And yeah, like he kept asking me to meet up. And I just like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not doing nothing. Like I want to go get me some wine, have a drink, you know? So yeah, that was, I could have just stayed out the house. Wasting no. my time. Wasting time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hate horrible dates too. Look, it's already a lot of pressure to put yourself out there mm-hmm. for what it is, right? And then just think about all the women who do this. And this is like date four of the same thing over and over and over again. So I could see how women get discouraged so easily to be like, I'm not doing this. And most women are like, hey, I'm really actually happy just doing my own thing. Like, I'm just I'm just tainted, you know, about how I feel about this situation now, uh, the dating scene, you know, and it doesn't help that we've pivoted over to like online dating. I mean, I like online dating because I feel like it will let me see who you really are a lot quicker 
And really like, yeah, because think about it. You got to think about what you want to say to somebody. You have a pause moment. In reality, like when you're talking, you know, our brains are moving a lot quicker. So we feel like we need a response a lot to respond a lot quicker. Right. But with text, you can actually sit there and think about what you want to say before you say it. And so to me, I feel like I can see a little bit inwards to who you are a lot sooner than us meeting organically because you got to take there. There is no pause for most people in a sense. That's interesting. It just gives me time to let me know, like, OK, I'm, I'm not we're not in person. So you're probably going to let your guard down a lot sooner on a text than you would in person. But you don't think you can create kind of like a facade, though, just like even like, you know, on social media, you know, like you don't actually really know who the person is, but you can create like a false narrative. Right. So you feel like, I don't know, I just feel that as like an, another extra step, as opposed to when you meet someone in person, you can immediately tell if you guys are vibing, if there's like, you know, a connection as opposed to like, and I've never online dated, but I'm just, just thinking about, I'm equating it to like social media, you know, how things may seem one way, but they're really not, you know? Right. I look at it as both ways because even online, you were still either going to be attracted well, your egg. I hear what you're saying because pictures could be fake, right? Until you show up and you're just like, oh, either you are or you're not. Maybe I like the element of surprise to be like, oh, you actually are who you say you are, you know? Yeah. But people can be fake in person too. Like, I, I mean, you know, people put on, how many times have you actually met somebody in person? They put on this persona and then you actually get to know them. You're like, oh, oh boy, you yeah. ain't not who you think you say you are. You know, so I feel like it's a gamble anywhere. Yeah, that's true. It's all a gamble no matter what you do. Dating is a gamble. And I feel like you have to just if you're if you're really, truly wanting to find love, you just have to press it. Like you really just got to get out there. And it's a trial and error. You don't have to keep going and going and going. But I feel like when we're after the fifth or fifth, sixth time, you're like, I'm done. I'm tired. I think I'm just tired in general. I just honestly threw in the towel. I just don't have a positive outlook about dating I just ugh. and I don't even know I don't even know if it's just like a Bay Area thing or if it's just you know is it just like this generation <laughs> true 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 I feel like you know and I, and I say this so I'm on Bumble you know what I mean and I like it because it puts us women in the driver's seat and hey, it also gets a chance for women to really understand also what men go through it's not fun when you like match with a couple of dudes and you need to actually say something or hit them up with a high and then they're just like Pretty much don't say nothing like you liked me. So I know you're the one who liked me. So either that was an accident or not. I think maybe it is a generational thing. Or are we just getting smarter? Our eyes open a little bit more wider as you grow older, your expectations and your standards change. I used to think that too. You know what I mean? I was like, what has changed? And I'm like, maybe it's me that's changed. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe it could have been like this just the whole time. But, you know, when you're 20s, you put up with a lot more than you totally would in your 30s. You know? Hell yeah. Right? You know, oh, yeah, now we don't have time for no bullshit. Right. So None. I'm not with it at mm. all. None. I'm with you on that. What are you really looking for? So if we're talking about, well, I won't talk about physical first, but I just like a man who has drive, who's ambitious, you know, who could push me to be a better woman, you know, who has a relationship with God and who's family oriented, like not necessarily coming from like a two parent household, but who's open to you know, being a close-knit family because I'm super close with my family, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just also just takes, like, their health seriously, works out, active, you know, honest, trustworthy, funny. Like, those are the qualities that I really look for, you know? 
Am I kind of like, you know, professional kind of hood, like my daddy? So I say say professional by day, hood by night. But that's my whole little slogan. And that's how my dad is. Like, you know, my dad, he's from Cincinnati, Ohio. He has an open face, go tooth. You know, he was like a financial analyst. But my dad smokes weed. Like, he's hood. Like, you know, he still has the streets in him, but he knows how to switch it on and off. So, yes, I can actually agree with that. My dad falls in the same category. Do you think like, do women, do we date? Do we look for men like our fathers? And that's what everyone tells me. They say like, that sounds like your dad. And I was like, does that type of man even exist anymore? You know? Mm. And I don't know. You know, because I've just met so many fuck boys, you know? so <laughs> Are you attracting fuck boys or? Probably. I do attract <laughs> a certain type and I don't know why. Like, it's very interesting. Yeah, I do attract fuck boys. Absolutely. Okay. I was like, absolutely. Are you trying to turn these like fuck boys into like something real? Or is just like, are you with it just because, you know, and like sometimes women do attract because, you know, women just be like, I'm about to get minds now. I feel like there's like a shift in movement with women where we're just starting to like wake up a little bit. Some of us, not all of us women, you know what I mean? And be like, I'm about to get what I can from these dudes. Like if dudes can do it, because I feel like there's a stigma. I always feel like there's a stigma. Oh, yeah, it's always a double standard, of course. Yeah, that women can't go. We're labeled as a hoe mm. if we're going out there doing our what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, well, why though? You know? Yeah, of course, of course. So, and I'm like, ladies, do what you do though. If that's what you want to do, but yeah, I, life. Like, you only got one life, so do whatever the hell you want to do. You know, people are gonna judge you regardless. So, yeah, that's what I say. Mm-hmm. Live your authentic life. Like, don't. Don't try to fit in this mold in this box of trying to be every well, a everything to everyone. Just live your authentic life, and if you want to get it, get it. You know, I'm all for that. But also too, but I got some partners that be trying to uh, say they want that, and then they start dating somebody, and they start sleeping together, and then they trying to turn this into a relationship. But I was like, but you got into it this way. You yeah, can't switch it to something else. Like, if you let a dude know that's what you want, then that's what you need to stand for. I got a couple potters that be trying to do that. I'm like, yo, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Especially if they're up front and say, like, what it is in the beginning. Like, that's just what it is. And I feel like as, and I think as women, like, because we're emotional creatures. So once we do start sleeping with someone, like, emotions do start getting attached. And then you try to, you know, okay, this could turn into a relationship, but that wasn't the intent. Like, you knew what it was going into it. Like, you know, it's not going to change. Your emotions just got involved. So if you're going to go in there just, like, sleeping with someone, like, your emotions can be attached. You have to know what it is, you know? Right. So, but that's happened to me, though, because I I was dealing with this guy, like, we just would have sex, but it was, like, a long-term type of situation, and then my feelings started getting into it. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? Like, this is not no type of, like, relationship situation, you know? So I think it's like hard. I don't know. I just think it is hard for women to just kind of turn turn it on and turn it off, you know? True. There are some gangsters out there. I mean, there is, but because I, mean, I did it for a long time. And then, yeah, like I said, my feelings started like, oh, I had to check myself, you know? True. I mean, as long as you're checking yourself and still going in. No, I've done that plenty of times, too, where I'm like, I'm about to do this, but 
I think I started to, I'm one of those people, like I zone in and I start like being like, okay, we're going to be better at this. <laughs> like we're getting into this and it, it's like, yo, if you lead with this, this is what it's going to be. So don't be, I like have this pep talk, like don't try to do no extra with this. Yeah. If he, if we're just having sex and that's that, I have to leave it as that. And that typically actually does the reverse. I feel like men want you more because you're not being so attached or bringing yeah. all the emotions up. You know what I mean? But I guess a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of my partners be like, you're like a dude, you know, sometimes like I can turn that emotional switch off. I don't know if that's the best thing all the time, it, you know, like, cause I feel like it desensitizes me like to feeling sometimes. And I can be feeling less in a sense, like, because I don't allow myself to get attached to situations, but I, but then yeah, at the same time, I have to know what I'm going in and what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for love, then of course I'm going to like, okay, we need to open up a little yeah. bit. We need to like tweak this out, you know, but I try not to leave with sex when I'm looking for a relationship, you know, because I don't want it to how it started to end like that. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So why do you, why do you stick with just black dudes? Like that's just what your body just screams. Like, yes. yeah, that's just what I'm attracted to. I just feel like it's just a part of like, you know, some people have a type, like all like tall women or curvy women or, you know, yeah, it's just, I just love black men. And like, I prefer, you know, chocolate men, you know, not even, and I haven't really dated a light skin guy either. Oh, you ain't even doing the mm-hmm. yellow bottles. Nah, I, I, like, mm, I like just the chocolate. It's just so sexy, like brown, cocoa, melanin you know yeah um but i have seen like some sexy like puerto ricans and i just saw like a sexy Samoan one time oh but i just i don't know and i did because i know we were talking about this at lunch like i did go on a date with the white boy before and we did have hella fun but i just i just couldn't see myself you know just yeah just not what it Mm -hmm. it's so funny we're like complete opposites in a sense like you like chocolate i love chocolate too don't get me wrong I just haven't been successful finding the right chocolate man. And I could be totally me just picking or attracting or exuding this energy to the wrong type of chocolate man. But I always end up with some white dudes, though, you know, I'm a chocolate woman myself. But man, like I think my first kiss was uh, like white, white boy, blonde hair, blue eyes with silver teeth in his mouth. I don't have silver teeth, but, but I just remember that, you know, maybe he was good back then, you know what I mean? I mean, he had a grill before he knew he had a grill, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. He did, he had silver teeth, and that was my first kiss, and I was like, yes, but it's funny because, like, my little elementary, like, real, it's not real relationship in elementary, but, and yeah, he was, his name was Marcus, and we just, yeah, we had, we had a little thing thing. He was cute, too. He was nice. He was sweet. He was really sweet. But I always been attracted to everything. Like I did a Korean dude before, an Indian oh. guy, an Irish guy, like straight up from Ireland. I, I date the rainbow. Yeah, I, I, I've never dated outside my race. Yeah. But interesting. Interesting. I'm going to give on a blind date with somebody else a different race. <laughs> you probably be like, I hate you. No, 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 I'm just kidding. No, but you like what you like, you know, and women should go for what they like. You like what you like. You know, it just—they don't do anything for me. Like I don't look at them. Ooh, like you know, I don't get that like attraction. You know, that yeah. and attraction is super important. Like even when I step on the scene for dating you, I know within an instant if my body's like yes. I, we talked about this over yeah. lunch. Like I don't. I'm with you. I don't wait to like have some magnet or let it grow. Either you have it or you don't. Yeah, and chemistry is super important to me. Chemistry in the bedroom. And chemistry in person. Like, my body has to be like, ooh. If I hear that first ooh when I first meet you in my head, I'm like, oh, it's on. 
It's on. Yeah, I don't believe in that. Like, okay, if you go out with someone and you're not feeling it, like there's no spark. I don't believe like, oh, just give it another chance. Go out again. Because if there wasn't a spark initially, like it's not going to grow, you know? Like, And then I feel like you just kind of force in yeah. the situation, you know? And I feel like a lot of women do do that. Like they keep giving guys chances knowing damn well, like, you know, they're not hella feeling them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to say a lot of women are desperate, but they want that whole fairy tale. Like they want to be married, you know? Like, they want to have a partner and I just feel like they settle for situations just to have that. So true. Like I need that chemistry. I need that connection. That spark. I need to be excited about you, you know, like not just, mm, he was cool. Like, no, I want to be like, Oh no, he's yes. fine. Like I had a great time. Like, you know, great chemistry conversation was flowing and conversation is big for me too. Like you have to, and that's why this last guy, we stopped talking because he just conversation was so dry. Like, Oh, especially like over the phone. Like if I'm not gonna be able to see you a lot, like let's have smooth conversation. And I think I feel like conversation is a lost art. And I think a lot of, a lot of it has to do with this generation. Like you always on social media, texting. Like people don't know how to have conversations these days. You are not lying. I hate going on a date and feeling like I'm pulling it. Yeah, out. You know, going on some zodiac. And yes, I am that female that be all up in the zodiac. So don't judge me. I think it's a Libra trait. We're just really good communicators and we just really want to pull that out of people. Like, I don't like awkward moments and I feel like you're only, you only make awkward moments Mm -hmm. what they are. And I like, I cringe on awkward moments. So I hate to let the conversation just die. I will only let it die if I'm not interested in you. Yeah. Like, I would be like, I'll sit there and stay silent. At this point, show me what you're working with because I know you ain't got nothing. So I think I need to let you see what you that you're not doing anything. So what's up with that? I feel like women, we got to do some some things better too. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. it's it, it's it's a it's a flip and it takes two sides. I feel like women can step our game up and I feel like men can step their game up. I feel like what's missing for me is the creativity that men can bring. Like I feel like women, we've gotten to this driver's seat where we're just initiating. And I'm I something I'm actually currently working on. I'm working on trying to be more of my feminine energy. I'm a very task-oriented woman and I just come in and be like, I know where all the date spots are at. I know where to go. I know what to do. And I have to just sit back and be like, no, I need you to show me what you can do. I can come in and take everything over because I know the vibe I want to be in, right? But I'm trying to work on just falling back and letting the man lead. Like, I love me a good alpha male who's like, we about to do this. We about to do that. I don't know if I'll be good with alpha male because I'm an alpha female but I will submit for the right men it just comes naturally to submit you know what I mean yeah and then I feel too that I feel like men don't have to be creative because I feel like women just put up with so much bullshit these days where they don't really have to put in the effort you know true true we're about to wrap up this podcast but you know this is Lex and Nay dating in the bay and we got some things we want to say and we hope that I know right you like the bars (laughs) you like them bars bars them bars um, so I hope you tune into our next podcast. We, like I said, we are going to be covering so many topics and we thank you for listening. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Lex and Nay Dating in the Bay with your hosts, Alexis and Anjanae. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into who we are. Stay tuned with us as we'll bring dating experts to share some advice that can add value to your dating life. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.